Hi there. So for International Women's Day, I thought I would quickly outline 10 powerful women that inspire me. I wrote this on my blog, mohassan.net. So this is just an audio recording of that article. Let's go. 10 powerful women that inspire me. Countless inspiring women have shaped the course of our history. Emmeline Pankhurst, Rosa Parks, Marie Curie, Mother Teresa, Winnie Mandela and Sharina Badi, just to name a few. To celebrate International Women's Day, I thought I'd list a few women that have inspired me. Number one, Serena Williams, tennis champion. Often criticised for her masculine physique, Serena Williams is a beast on and off the court. Her raw athleticism, strategic mind and unbreakable will has led to a historic record of the open era of 23 grand slams. Unlike Serena, most tennis professionals never managed to win the Australian Open, let alone doing it while being eight weeks pregnant. Competing at the highest level is a full-time job, not to mention the additional responsibility of being a mum and managing your own clothing line. Serena and her older sister Venus both grew up in Compton, a part of California that is synonymous with gang violence as opposed to the grass courts and sandy beaches of LA. As Serena and her sister trained on the hard courts of Compton, she developed a sense of resilience that would prepare her for multiple setbacks. Here are some of the challenges she's overcome. Boos and racist slurs directed at her during her game at the Indian Wells competition. Serena was only 19 at the time. Serena's older sister, Yutunde Price, was killed by a stray bullet in the crossfire between two rival gangs. Life-threatening blood clots while giving birth to her daughter, Olympia. Those are just some of the challenges she's overcome. Thank you for showing me and millions of others how to dig deep for resilience and bounce back from failure. Second, Amelia Boone, lawyer and world-class obstacle course racer. When asked, what do you do for a living? Very few people could respond with, I'm a world-class champion in obstacle course racing and a corporate lawyer for Apple. It's easy to dismiss her as athletically gifted, but when she first started racing, she couldn't even do a pull-up. I love her perspective on failure and fear. She says, if something is fearful to you, then you need to do it and explore it. For her, failure is an opportunity to tackle a new challenge. Here's a clip from Amelia just talking about failure. I think I've, a part of me has always had that. I don't, I don't like, I don't like failure. Nobody likes failure. Fine. And so it's one of those things where I, it's almost like I wanted to write it. It was one of those things that I failed at that. And now it is going to be my new task to, to achieve that, to go do that. And so, you know, I, I think that that was one of the, the first things that I realized that really drew me to this. So. Yep. Okay, so you can watch the full interview on my website at mohassan.net or alternatively type in impact theory on YouTube. Number three, Jessica O'Matthews, inventor and entrepreneur. So, 
Founder of the renewable tech company Uncharted Play, Jessica Matthews has managed to harness the power of play to fuel renewable technologies. Her most cited invention is the soccer ball that generates electricity as it is kicked around. Players can then use it to power reading lamps. After ditching the Silicon Valley ecosystem and moving her tech company to the hood, Harlem, New York, she boldly stated her ambition for Uncharted Play to become Harlem's first billion dollar tech company. In 2016, Jessica managed to raise $7 million in Series A financing, the largest sum raised by a woman of colour. And I've left an interview with Jessica Matthews on the website as well, also done by Impact Theory. I love Jessica's straight talking style. Here's a quick clip from the interview. myself you know every six weeks or so am i happy just and it's a really simple thing it's just like it's it's either the answers are either yes um or no (laughs) i mean that's you know what i mean (laughs) and if it's a no it's like okay well am i doing things that while right now maybe i'm not like blissfully happy are working towards something that i know will make me happy you know what i mean like and am i generally happy with the idea of the trade-offs that I'm making right now or that I have to deal with, you know, does that make me happy? Okay, cool. But if it's still a no, it's like, stop everything. Nope, this doesn't make sense. Um, Who would check in again because I feel like... like Sorry, I cut certain bits out, but that's generally what she was saying. Number four, Alicia Keys. I've been in love with Alicia Keys and her music ever since she released her album, Diary of Alicia Keys, that was in 2003, featuring timeless classics such as A Woman's Worth and If I Ain't Got You. The UN ambassador and co-founder of the charity Keep a Child Alive continues to fill concert halls with her amazing voice and create music with meaning. Put simply, Alicia is woke. Songs like Blended Family showcase the magic of her music. She knows how to make good music that is entertaining and insightful, presenting political messages without coming across as preachy or partisan is a real skill. Her decision to ditch the makeup and conduct interviews in civilian clothing is just another example of her fearlessness. She's broken free from society's traditional expectations of women, which encourages them to gain respect and status through their appearance. We often see award-winning actresses patronised on television. So, tell us, who are you wearing tonight? You'd think presenters would start off by congratulating them on their amazing performance. In a strange way, Alicia has managed to buck that trend. Alicia could be wearing a potato sack and people will still sit up straight to listen to what she has to say. I love the way she carries herself. She's gorgeous, full of sass, but also comes across as incredibly humble. Number five, Oprah Winfrey. Oprah's meteoric success has often led her to being subject to memes such as you get a car and you get a car and online petitions encouraging her to run for president in 2020. However, we often forget about how Oprah made it in spite of a challenging childhood. Our favourite billionaire talk show host is no stranger to adversity. Here are some of the challenges she's overcome. Physical and sexual abuse. Her mother regularly beat her. At nine years old, she was raped by a family member. 
Oprah was fired from her first job as a news reporter for being too emotionally involved. And she also experienced an incredible amount of racism while growing up in Mississippi in the 1960s. Her philanthropic efforts have resulted in thousands of scholarships across the world, particularly girls in Kenya and South Africa. Oprah is as perceptive as she is generous. She is ahead of the curve on sensitive issues like sexual assault and creates programs that are fun and impactful. Number six, Leila Alawi, artist. Award-winning photographer, award-winning French Moroccan photographer Leila Alawi captures hearts and minds with her thought-provoking images. In 2010, I attended an event discussing the impact of art in the Middle East. Venetia Porter, a curator for the British Museum, presented a series of slides featuring Leila's work. Who's the artist? She's amazing, I shouted. Venetia smiled and said, that's Leila Alawi. She's incredibly talented. May she rest in peace. The 33-year-old photographer was in Burkina Faso for a project she was working on for Amnesty International called My Body, My Rights. She died after being shot multiple times during a terrorist attack in Ouagadougou, Burkina Faso. Ever since that slideshow, I've been a fan. I'm in awe of Leila Alawi's bravery and creativity. She used her gift for taking photographs to tell stories, the beauty of her work is that it's free from the traditional constraints of politics. Her artwork is more likely to change the rhetoric surrounding topics such as immigration more than any other think tank or campaign manifesto. Leila has an amazing collection called Natrin, which means waiting. It's Arabic for waiting. Number seven, Laura Holloman, lawyer. Laura is my mentor. She's also general counsel for Goldman Sachs' investment banking division. And if you step into her corner office on the fourth floor, you'll see her surrounded by a rainforest, every species of potted plant you could imagine. I guess it's enough to offset her carbon footprint from all the international flights for business meetings. Her resume and list of accomplishments are longer than Black Thought's Freestyle and Flex 97. By the way, if you haven't seen that freestyle, you really need to see that freestyle. It's insane. It's over 10 minutes long. One senior partner jokingly described her as more transmit than receive. He went on to say, you're extremely lucky. She's very good and very senior. Laura is different. She isn't afraid to show it. She wears bright colours. She has billions of apps on her phone. And she uses all of them. She sings in a choir called the Fulham Car Metra. She still goes skiing after breaking her leg in several places. She's got all 18 screws from the surgery in her desk drawer. And she finds the time to bake cookies and lots of other things. I've never... She's taught me what being a good mentor means. Making time for your mentees, following through on your promises and tough love. I've never seen her belittle or talk down to any of her colleagues, especially people working in less senior roles, such as junior analysts or receptionists. Thank you for being a positive influence on me when I've needed it most. Number eight, Baroness Doreen Lawrence. After the racially motivated murder of her son Stephen, Doreen had to fight for over 20 years to get justice for her son. 
During that time, Doreen fiercely campaigned for greater equality amongst ethnic minorities, particularly black males. She set up the Stephen Lawrence Charitable Trust, which provides scholarships for talented individuals from disadvantaged backgrounds, giving them the skills for entering professions such as journalism, architecture and law. In 2013, Doreen was appointed to the House of Lords as Baroness Lawrence of Clarendon in recognition for her contribution to society. I've had the pleasure of spending time with Doreen, both as her guest of honour at the Political Studies Association Awards ceremony in 2014 and listening to her speak at various venues. I've been a recipient of the Stephen Lawrence Charitable uh, um, Trust scholarship scheme both as a political journalism intern and a scholarship created in partnership between the Stephen Lawrence Charitable Trust and the Magic Circle Law Firm. Doreen is the ultimate case study for turning tragedy into triumph. Number nine, Kubra Dagli, martial artist. Kubra Dagli, world taekwondo champion, is a beauty and a beast in the dojo. She proudly wears her headscarf as she continues to collect medals for the Turkish Taekwondo team. National team, might I add. Number 10, Michelle Obama. Arguably the best first lady the US has ever seen since Jackie Kennedy, Michelle Obama embodies what it means to be a strong woman. Michelle held her own during her husband's eight-year-long presidency. She led several movements tackling issues such as childhood obesity and intergenerational poverty. She's been influential in making the White House more accessible to all US citizens, regardless of their race, gender or age. She's an example of what our politicians should be focusing on. I'm inspired by Michelle's drive to help others and her ability to inspire others. So those were my 10 women that have inspired me for 2018 um this article was written on mohassan.net m-o-h-a-s-a-n.net remember there's only one s in hassan thanks for listening guys and um leave your comments to let me know what women have you in found inspiring this year or any year um yeah feedback would be much appreciated thank you